Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. Um, I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about it or talking about it. So we figured, why not record us thinking and talking about it? So we're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Listeners, can you tell that we sound clearer? We're official. We have microphones now. We have microphones. No big deal or anything. I know. It's like, like this is the moment I've been waiting for to feel like we've hit a legit <laughs> phase. And I think it was fair of us to like wait until we like did this consistently for a minute mm-hmm. before we committed. Yeah, I think the, the fact that <laughs> to yeah. getting microphones working, <laughs> the fact that we've consistently met six weeks in a row. Yep. We're official. We are. Yeah. It is It is our present. We're at least going to make it through one book successfully. I feel like meeting yes. consecutively 10 weeks in a row. <laughs> that, that's, my, that's my thought. I'm Ooh. proud of us for that. I am too. Um, I think we'll also, I started mapping out doing Mist and Fury after mm-hmm. this and like figuring out what our timelines are. And right. I had us, um, after finishing this, because this is episode six, this right. season is going to be 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was factoring in, let's take maybe like a week off, like Mm -hmm. take like a break between seasons, maybe two weeks, I Mm -hmm. don't know, Um, and then move into Mist and Fury. And with the timing of that, Mist and Fury will be done like end-ish of January, Mm -hmm. which like doesn't feel like it's that far away, but we would be able to like get in all of those episodes. It's pretty impressive. Wouldn't that be cool to Um, have like the first two books done for the most part by the end of this year? I like it. I, I feel like we would have like, I, I you know I like to do my goals at yes. the beginning of every year. <laughs> I did not put start a podcast on this year's goals. So that's going to be like a fun end of year. Like, I didn't think this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But look at what we accomplished this year. That sounds very exciting. I'm very proud of us. I am and too. all of this stems from our gift to ourselves, which is the microphone. Yay. <laughs> okay. So this week we're going to talk about chapters 23 through 27, mm-hmm. which we are calling Danger Abounds. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, lots of exciting things happening this chapter. Mm-hmm. So I'll start us off with a summary. Um, so chapter 23 summary. I put Tamlin and Feyre enjoy an afternoon in the Glen. Tamlin helps Feyre to see the true beauty of the spring court. Their connection and comfort with each other grows. A very short chapter. Yes. But really sweet. I know. I think the beginnings of this, like, section that we read are all, it's just, like, this very lovey-dovey, very sweet, very romantic. Um, Yeah, and it starts with, like, Tamlin making Farrah an offer um, of allowing her to truly experience Prithian, which, I mean, I think would be probably the coolest thing ever up to this point that she's been able to do. Yeah. Um, in exchange for a kiss. Which is very elementary school. It is. But she agrees <laughs> to it. Yes. Um, Look at you, Feyre. I know. It's because she wants it. Oh, she wants that kiss. Like, you want to act like you don't want it, which is the elementary school part. Mm-hmm. But you want it. And he even kisses her, so to, you know, allow her to see, he kisses each eyelid. And right. And then she sees, which I can't even imagine how beautiful it is, because, like, I remember when she first came to the spring court, she talks about how she couldn't even paint the mm-hmm. like the spring court because it was so beautiful she just it wouldn't do it justice so it's like that was her initial thoughts on it so now to see it as the fairies see it how much more beautiful right it's like, like exponential i know and i think of the tv show and i'm like are you gonna have it like really dim and dull like when we first get in there like pretty but Ooh, like nothing like an instagram filter on it that yeah, does it <laughs> basically and so then it's like when she like gets these like kisses on her eyelids and she can see like 
Hamlin for who he is yeah. and like what the sprinkle. I was like, is it going to be filtered and like look amazing? Like <laughs> I was like, and then is it going to be like that for the rest of the time? Yeah. I don't know. I picture everything having like a little bit of sparkle or like a little halo almost around it. Just yeah. like everything is like low level glowing. But then is it going to do that for the rest of the series? Because then. It would have to. I just, I'm like, I don't want it to look tacky though. So. But we also don't know how long her like vision right. of this the the true beauty of Prithian mm-hmm. is so maybe it won't yeah. but that's the hope <laughs> that's the right hope. it's like it wouldn't disappear yeah. I don't know but I'm just like very jealous of her and I'm really excited but something I noticed is the smell of magic changed once yeah. we did that also um it said it says, there was no tangy metallic stench. No, the smell of magic had become like jasmine, like lilac, like roses. And I was like, that sounds lovely. That sounds much better than a metallic smell too. But it's right. interesting that it's like everything, like all the senses change. It's not just like mm-hmm. her vision. It's like, you know, her sense of smell, probably taste, I would assume. Yeah. Um, that's another thing to point out. And then she also finally sees an unglamored Tamlin. Still masked, but unglamored. Devastatingly handsome, captivating, powerful beyond belief. This was the Tamlin I had imagined in my dreams. Just like, wow. Okay. I'm sure he is beautiful. I know. I just, I, I love this idea of like, she thought, again, she thought he was handsome before. Like, remember when they were in the pool of starlight? Oh yeah, I remember. It's like, how much more handsome? Mm-hmm. Is he in, in this way? I'm also just like, if you were that handsome, why are you glamoring yourself? Yeah, <laughs> true. But he does talk about, um, so kind of in regards to that, he says that being a high lord as someone that powerful, it comes with physical markers, which is why he couldn't hide it from his brothers. Mm, that's and right. so that makes me question, like, are the physical markers, like, hidden behind the mask, or are they, like... You know, like, it's like an aura around him. Like, what are these markers that make it so obvious? Because he doesn't really specify. Vera doesn't really ask, which I feel like for her being such an inquisitive person, I'm surprised she didn't ask because I want to know. Um, So, yeah. Also, they have a really sweet moment just, like, about the mask Mm -hmm. and how he's, like, he he says, like, I'm sorry to disappoint you Mm -hmm. just in terms of, like, it not being able to come off. Right. Um, And he asks her, like what do you think I look like? And part of me is like, you're not that hidden by a mask. I don't know. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> it, it's a thing like at like, uh, like with a Cinderella story, right? right? I think we mentioned that before too. Yes. But it's like, you put on this mask, you can still tell who the person is. And like generally what they look like. Right. But I'm picturing this mask <laughs> as like one of those like really long ones that almost like, it. so it goes right over your lip. So, like, it covers your nose, goes right over your lip, and then almost, like, swoops down, like, Phantom of the Opera style, but, like, on both sides. So, like, I'm picturing literally, like, just the You're picturing literally, like, Phantom of the Opera style. But both sides, like, completely covered. Right, not the broken mask. Right, yeah. (laughs) Not the broken mask. (laughs) But, Um, okay, that's different. Because I was picturing, like, masquerade, like... where it's that little... It's, like, just over your eyes, and, like, it goes over your nose, but it's not, like, covering your yeah. whole nose. because if that's the case, I'm like, get over yourself. Like, you know what he looks like. Let's be right. real. But no, I'm, your way makes more and sense. And mine's, like, this, like, thick, like, golden metal where it's, like, you can't even, like, see the color of his skin underneath. Right. Okay. You know, that makes more sense <laughs> to the situation. I, like, didn't even think of that as an option. My brain just went straight to, like, basic masquerade type yeah. masks. Well, I feel like it was generally the masks that you see, so. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but then, Pharaoh holds up her end of the bargain. Oh, my gosh. And she kisses him, which is the most ridiculous thing ever. Like, she literally grabs his hand and kisses his hand. I was right. like, really, Pharaoh? Like, you wanted to kiss him. I That's know. my thing. I'm like, she wanted to. She wanted to kiss I think she got her. nervous by, like, the feels. Because she she's like, she did a lot of blushing in that. Mm-hmm. And I think she was a little overwhelmed. Yeah. And then she just got embarrassed. And that's why she's like, meh. There you go. You got your kiss. <laughs> but Tamlin finds it hilarious. He's just cracking up. Of course he, of course does. he does. I just, I'm so enjoying them finding joy in each other. I know. Right? They're, you're finally starting to see them for, like, who they are, mm-hmm. you know? And you're starting to, like, like, see that they're getting comfortable with each other enough yeah. to just, like... Be sarcastic right. and, and and do like the you know 
fake, like, meh kiss. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, you're, they're laughing. It just brings me joy. I know. Which, and speaking of bringing me joy, the last <laughs> line of this chapter. Yes. As she's like, okay, because the, the tree, because the whole thing came about because he was saying how the tree was, like, singing and how it always right, puts him the to sleep. That's tree. how this mm-hmm. all happened. And then the willow tree was starting to put her to sleep. Right. And as that's happening, he goes, you're exactly as I dreamed you'd be, too. And that's just such a sweet line. It really is. But it's like, I know you and I had talked about this earlier, and it was like, dreamed she would be what? Right, exactly. Like his wife, his lover, his human friend. Like, what was he dreaming Yeah, part of me is like, she's a human woman. Mm Mm-hmm. What were you dreaming about? Right. Like, I would expect him to be dreaming of a high fae if he was looking for a lover or, like, a woman. Because he says, you're exactly as I dreamed you'd be, too. Yeah. It's not like you're what I hoped for Mm -hmm. or I've always wanted someone like you. It's you're exactly as I dreamed you'd be, too. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's a little intriguing there. It is. Mostly just because I'm suspicious. Yeah. Because I'm a six. And I'm, that's <laughs> how I live my life. But that's, that was, I, I was like, it's super sweet. I put the little heart feelsy sticker next to it. But I'm also like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which was, you know, that kind of behavior was really great in like the early phases of my relationships. When right. people would be like, oh, you're so wonderful. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> But um, also, I forgot to mention this at the very beginning, mm-hmm. but just one last thing in this chapter I want to point out that I think is really funny is before they even go to the Glen, it says, Lucian, claiming that he had miserable emissary business to attend to, had left Tamlin and me to our own devices. And I'm just like, Tamlin is, or not Tamlin, Lucian mm-hmm. is wing manning so hard. I also like that his excuse is, like, because of Tamlin. So it's, like, Tamlin <laughs> like, oh, it's me. his fault. It's emissary business. So it's, like, I can blame Tamlin for this terribleness. That is funny. Um, but I like that. Lucian is a Tamlin and Feyre stan. He is. He's rooting for them. Mm-hmm. And that's chapter 23. Do you have anything else? No, I don't think so. All right. Then let's do chapter 24. Okay. Um, so the summary I have is Feyre has been deglamored and can see everything Mm -hmm. a full court and its true fey nature to her immense surprise when venturing to the garden she happens upon a cruel quote prank from the night court so this chapter starts off in a really funny way yep we have alice in her room Mm -hmm. but pharaoh does not recognize that it's alice no and it's hilarious just like her reaction she's like but where's where's alice like who is this person like and alice is like it's me she's like, like are you out of your mind she's like i'm alice she's like alice looks nothing like this like what are you talking about this isn't alice mm-hmm. um but then she realizes like that the the glamour kind of has been lifted yes um at least for her eyesight i don't know about her mm-hmm. other senses but so now she's starting to see fairies in their true nature. So like, right. whereas high fae don't look that drastically different mm-hmm. from humans, she's now seeing the fae that do right. look drastically different from humans. So like, clearly they were trying to like help her and mm-hmm. not have her freak out at the beginning of time here yeah, by glamoring of Alice. Of course, she that would way. freak out. Um, but yeah, Alice. But also, like, the mansion's full. Yes, like, that's the other thing. It's like, the, this whole mansion has been full of fairies this whole time. And she's just been, like, watering the halls, like, thinking yep. it's, like, her by herself. And that also, like, it brings about, like, when you remember, like, her with the puka. Yeah. when her was, like, well, she thought it was her father. And she was thinking she was so sneaky like mm-hmm. just like going outside and she had an audience like and illusion even says that like yes. yes you had an audience which cracks me up i love it i'd be so embarrassed to know that like i think i'm being stealthy and yet everybody is out there watching right me. because tamlin confirms like they have been here all along yeah and you're like what do you mean they've been here all along <laughs> I love it. I just, yeah, I could totally but, picture how embarrassing she is. Yes. Or and how mortified she is. Tamlin followed up the, you had an audience. He goes, it was a valiant effort. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm dying. I appreciate, like, their sense of humor in the beginning of this chapter. Yes. It's it's so funny. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you honestly, if I was her, though, I would be mortified. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm just, like, thinking of every single thing I've done and 
and like wandering the halls at night to like you know map out the place like there's people there was people watching you the whole time everything you did <laughs> it was watched like you were not sneaky or stealthy by any means so funny I also wonder on Cal and Mai also mm-hmm. like if any of them saw her like sneaking out to the stable and oh yeah absolutely all that stuff cracks me up um but I know you had talked about this like in another episode how you were like wondering kind of like what the whole ecosystem is yes and this kind of like this probably like brings it full circle it's like mm-hmm. she's seeing all these different types of fairies like she said there was like winged ones that were outside in the garden yeah and then like Alice you know with like tree bark kind of skin and then the high fae and and the, others that were like insect like pruning right. the hedges so, like, all these different types of fairies is like there is like this whole ecosystem yeah it's not like there's so many that aren't similar to what humans look like so it's mm-hmm. just interesting that she's kind of glimpsing this whole actual other world right because they've been talking had. about how high fae were meant to rule this whole right. time and now we're starting to see like oh this is who right yeah there are ruling. it's not just other <laughs> high fae like there are other types of fairies and right. other types of creatures um, and then, you know, we get some really great Lucian banter of with breakfast. Um, he jokes, he's like, if I offer you the moon on a string, will you give me a kiss too? Oh, I love it so much. <sighs> he's so funny. He really is. Um, oh, but it also talks about, like, this explains why, um, like, the adder couldn't see her either. Because at mm-hmm. one point, Tamlin threw a... Um, glamour on her to right. hide her from the adder mm-hmm. so um they've just been glamoring like left and right right yeah basically um and then <laughs> there's a head on a statue <sighs> yes no big deal <laughs> so pharaoh takes her paint to the garden like thinking she's gonna have a pleasant afternoon yeah when she stumbles upon that head which yep. would for me really ruin the day Yep. I I think it would ruin pretty much everybody's day. Yep. Um, but it's just it's so crazy. It's like this this head, you know, it was decapitated off some fairy, a poor fairy, and yeah. it was just placed on the statue right outside their house. It was branded by the night court. Yes. It ha- or it had their sigil, so it's like a mountain with three stars mm-hmm. is what they tell them. Um, and it's just horrible. Yeah. And and Tamlin and Lucian kind of play it off as a this is something that they would find funny. Mm-hmm. This is a prank to them. And part of me is just like, who would think this is a prank? That's the, the least, like, prank. Like, when I think prank, I think saran wrapping the toilet. I think, like, <laughs> pouring extra shampoo over somebody's head in the shower. And they, like, think they can't rinse out their shampoo. Like, those are pranks. But no, no. Like, this is, let's put a head on a statue. Uh. Like, fantastic. Um but yeah, I guess we're so we're learning more about the night court. Um, they kind of talk about how they're sadistic killers with no moral codes, and they just do what they want, which is why they would find this to be like a humorous prank, right? Um, but then, like, I was thinking, I was like, well, what about that sexy male that we met like last week? Right. I was like, he was so nice, and like, we don't know for sure that he was night court, but but the, darkness was emanating off of him, so we have a strong a inclination yes. I yes. feel like but I was like he saved Farah from like possible rapists and he didn't like ask for anything in return he like yeah. tried to escort her out of the woods so I was like are all night court that bad or was he possibly yeah. not night court yeah so it's very confusing yeah but then also so Tamlin talks about how they're weirdly like connected to the blight mm-hmm and how it's like they, they aren't the blight. And he, he says, like, hopefully the blight will wreck them too. But he just kind of talks about them as almost as if they're helping, like, facilitate it or they're enjoying the aftermath that the blight leaves in its way. Right. Um, so they're definitely, like, according to Tamlin Lucian, just making, like, bad situations worse. I feel like they're the bad guys. Like, when I think of them, I'm like, yeah. oh, these must be the bad guys that are, you know like on Darth Vader's side kind of thing and it's like they're mm. they're just killing and destroying and they feel more empowered because there's killing and destroying happening kind yeah. of thing so that's the I see them as team Darth Vader right now <laughs> <laughs> fair enough um but like fair is really sweet at the end of this like even after like she's mm. been horrified by this head and you know they were just telling her what was going on she tries to reassure Tamlin that like he's not his father's or his brother because mm-hmm. like he, he like kind of brings up the slavery thing again um 
but she's just being so sweet. He yeah. says that he's better than they were, and I just like seeing her like so compassionate towards him. I know. I love that, too. All right. Anything else for Chapter 24? Um, I don't think so. I think that was pretty much it. All right. Chapter 25. Here's the summary. Okay. Oh, this is a fun chapter. Oh, yay. So this is the summer solstice arrives Mm. and Feyre lets her hair down, enjoying the experience and her fairy lord. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, by the way, what color was your last chapter? I was curious because it's kind of like both. It was like starts off on a high note and then it kind of is like, ooh. I, I, I... Last chapter was like the summary was a yikes. Okay, which so, is that's accurate because really the head just like ruins everything. It does. It really. Does. Um, this chapter is a a blue in my feels. It definitely. Chapter. It's a definite in my feels chapter, like for sure. Uh, um, very first thing I notice in the early pages is Feyre finds out about summer solstice, right? And she finds out she gets to go to summer solstice right. and she's like wondering about it mm-hmm. and she says I quietly hoped that the solstice didn't require the same rights as fire night and Ooh. her jealousy made me laugh it does it's definitely well so this is like totally the opposite I feel like from Calame because first off she's invited so that's yes. huge second off there is no great right like Calame <laughs> right. so again very good plus for Farah. yeah um, and she just she gets to participate she gets to like go have fun Uh, which is i'm so happy for her like the idea of Feyre having fun is like such a foreign concept to her so it's really exciting yeah and i just like how she kind of like starts off this chapter talking about how she she admits to herself that her heart is leading her down a path that will leave it shattered in pieces and yet she can't stop herself Uh. i was like oh I'm so excited to see like where this leads. Like, yes. I'm like this. I I truly see them like growing in love and like falling in love, and yes. it just makes me happy to like watch her, like allow herself to do this. You know, exactly. And you and I have to- talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Tamlin is not my usual type, right? But I am just so happy mm-hmm. that she is like finding herself and like falling in love because yes. she. I think she like admits later in this chapter that that mm-hmm. is what is ha- and it's just oh yes brings me so much joy that like someone is like opening themselves up to that i know it's really it's really sweet to watch yeah um when she's talking though about this um new festival and she says like i'm surprised i'm even allowed to participate tonight yeah lucian's response is unfortunately for you and your neck tonight's just a party <laughs> and that just made me laugh because flashbacks to Cal and Mai when she had a little little bite there mm-hmm. anyway and it's like I like when she's actually getting ready for it um she you know she's starting to feel happy like she feels like a person again and mm-hmm. she admits that she's like she's like my body's filled out uh, like I no longer feel like muscle and bone but I have a woman's body I was like oh Farrah you're feeling yourself yes she is mm-hmm Oh, I love that. And then, like, she's in this beautiful dress. They say that she looks positively fey. Mm-hmm. It's just so fun. I know. And so, again, like, she, where she was from, there were no festivals or holidays or really right. anything like that. Um, and so we kind of learn that they say that um, the summer solstice, it's the longest day of the year. It's a time when everyone can take their hair down and mm-hmm. simply enjoy being fairy. Not high fey or fairy, just us and nothing else. Right. Um, and so I like that. It kind of is like a great equalizer mm-hmm. for everybody. Like Tamlin and Lucian don't have to like act any differently. They can just, you know, have fun, be themselves. And we definitely see, you know, Tamlin cut loose. Oh, um, yeah. We will get to that in a moment. Yes. First, Feyre is the one to cut loose. Oh, true. Yeah. By downing, like, several glasses of fairy wine. <laughs> and I'm like, you go, girl. Mm-hmm. You feel yourself tonight. Um, so I love I love how, like, Lucian is, like, basically, like, please don't drink that. And she's like, oh, no, I'm drinking it. I'm oh, drinking more now because you told me not to. Um, and he's, like, low-key, like, trying to watch her and, like, panicking over her. He's like, don't do this. Don't do that. Because he's just trying to make sure that she's safe even though – Feyre seems to be actually like embracing the heart of summer solstice, which she is she says today. Let caution be damned. Yes, that's what she says. I was like, I love it. 
That's so good. She just wants to have fun and enjoy the night. I can appreciate that. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's being so silly. He's like, he's calling her like names kind of sillily. He's mm-hmm. like, human fool. And she's like, I'm going to paint you. And he's like, <laughs> cauldron boil and fry me. And it's like, I love it. I just, I imagine, it just, it seems like so much fun. Like, you're yeah. just having fun. And I feel like this is one of the first few times that we've just seen fun happen mm-hmm. in this book. Yeah. Um, and so she starts dancing mm-hmm. like a crazy person. Right. Um, or drunken idiot, as Lucian Probably put it. Probably accurate, yeah. <laughs> um, when she spots a musician Ooh. who happens to be the High Lord. No big deal or anything. He sounds no like... No big deal. The way she describes him in the scene, it just sounds so sexy. Like his shirt yes. rolled up and then his corded muscles and his arms are like, oh, Yes, Tamlin, play. I mean, okay, here's the thing. I dated a musician in high school. Okay. And the best part of any musician mm-hmm. is the forearms. It's yeah. just, it's the best part. Like, he used to wear, I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is high school Alex. But right. even still, he used to wear these, like, he would wear these button-ups, which is a normal thing, but he would, like, roll up the sleeves, and it would be, like, those four. And I was, oh, it was just my favorite part of him. And I just, it's the best part of any musician. And yep. so I, I got in my, like, high school feels for a moment when mm-hmm. I'm hearing about, like, the sleeve rolled up, yes. revealing the forearm. I'm like, I get it, girl. A musician's forearm. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. I know. And she dances for him. Oh, I love oh. it. I love it. That's really good. And uh, Well, she doesn't just dance for him. He says, dance, Pharaoh. He whispers it. I would die. I would, like, Ugh. crawl up and die. And he serenades her. He, like, plays, like, a solo fiddle for her. I was like, oh, It's so sweet. I just, I mm-hmm. literally wrote, like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> In all caps. With, like, hearts and smiley faces. Because it's just, like, it's just, like, the early stages of falling in love. I know. Love it. She says, I was filled with sunshine. It was like I've never, or I'd never experienced summer before. Like I'd never known who was waiting to emerge from that forest of ice and snow. I didn't want it to end. I never wanted to leave this hilltop. And I just, ugh. So sweet. And then he takes her, like, he, you know, takes her away from everybody else and they go to their own little spot, which is just, they're so sweet. And he dances with her over there, too. Well, real quick, right before he takes her, um, he's like, he he mentions that, like, she's drunk. And she's Mm -hmm. like, I'm not drunk. They're starting again. And she's trying to get back out there and dancing. And then it says, he leaned close, his breath caressing the shell of my ear as he whispered, I want to show you something better. And then it says, I stopped objecting. And I just put, like, hello <laughs> next to that. Because it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's a really easy way to, like, she's like, oh, I want to dance. And he's like, but. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, let's go yeah. do that instead. <laughs> it made me laugh. I like that. But the the part of the reason why it was so beautiful just dancing the two of them is because mm-hmm. of the beautiful will-o'-wisps that yes. came out. It just so, sounds magical. I know. And so I really like what they said. So she said, Everything became a blur of color and sound, and he was the only object in it, tethering me to sanity, to my body, which glowed and burned in every place he touched. So I was like, oh. Stop. I love it. And then they made out. Yeah. Okay. Well, yes. first off, he's like, I'm thinking I might kiss you. And she goes, then do it. And yes. I'm like, yes, girl. That is it. how you respond to that. Oh, but, like, who says, like, I'm thinking I'm like, like I feel like I would just Someone who's being coy. That's true. Like, that is their relationship. But yes. I think about the ones I'm in, and it's like, no, I would just, just <laughs> lean in for the kiss. Like, I don't need to tell you I'm kissing you or tell you to kiss me. I'm just going for it. That's amazing. Uh, so, lots of feels. I think the biggest feel oh, yeah. is, yeah, you can go ahead. You can read it. No, you can read no. it. Oh, okay, this is like the best part of this yes she said my father once told me that i should let my sisters imagine a better life a better world and i told him that there was no such thing i ran my thumb over his mouth marveling and shook my head i never understood because i couldn't i couldn't believe it was even possible i swallowed lowering my hand until now it was the (laughs) happiest moment of my life of my life i was like oh my gosh oh Sweet Feyre. So sweet, Feyre. And I was, sweet, Feyre. Oh, yeah, that was just, that was all the feels, for <sighs> sure. All the feels. I know. I know I've said this before, but I, 
I just love the early phases of falling in love and I wish these things were like recorded and so that we could just like watch them over and over and you know what I mean oh absolutely I, I guess you know what that's the point of the tv show coming out exactly <laughs> and that's what, I think I like texted you that today I was like oh I yeah I need this scene to be like I need this to be a tv show so I can literally rewatch them falling in love like yeah that's what I need to see like over and over and over again because it's yes. just gonna make me so happy ah love it mm-hmm. okay Anything else for chapter 25? No, that was it. Oh, it was a lot. It was so sweet. I know. All right. So chapter 26 is next. Mm-hmm. My summary is short and sweet. It says, a dangerous visitor spoils more than just their peaceful lunch. Mm. And that was a cranky sticker, <laughs> in case you were curious. So we're after summer solstice. Mm-hmm. We're having lunch. And everybody's having a good time. This is the best lunch. Like, this is probably one of my favorite lunch scenes that we encounter. Um, (laughs) Just because, well, Lucian. Lucian always makes all of these lunches so enjoyable. But the sexual tension between, like, (laughs) Farrah and Tamlin is so ridiculous. Like, I think she said he was, like, devouring her with his eyes or, like, stripping her naked with his eyes. Something ridiculous. And And Lucian's Lucian's like, hello, like, I'm trying to eat here. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. It's, like, the most uncomfortable feeling, though, like, having people, like, be weirdly not PDA, but, like... I know. When you're watching it, yeah. you're just, like, ugh. Yeah, cringing. Like, that's so gross. But when you're in it, you're, like, I could care less. If oh, yeah. You're you're all in, like, for sure. And, I mean, they're totally all in, but it's just... Illusion's just literally the best. I love it so much. He really is. Um, But he brings some upsetting news. He does, yeah. The, the lunch quickly sours. Yeah. Um, he talks about how two dozen of um, the younglings of the winter court um, are gone because of the blight. Yeah. And that's a real mood killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tamlin is very clearly upset by it, as is Feyre, because she didn't realize that, like, the blight could kill people. Right. Um, so that really sucks. Yeah. And it's, it's, like, worse, too, because, I mean, you think about two dozen like human kids being killed right the whole country grieves like it's on the news for weeks like it's it's devastating but you think about fairies like and like especially like the high fae how alice talked about how it's so hard to conceive and it takes like 75 years before they're like adults and like all this stuff or whatever and it's i'm like what like how are two dozen like like imagine their grief these like right. poor fairies that like can barely have kids as it is mm-hmm. Ugh. yeah it just made me super sad to hear that it's very devastating and also i was like why why did the blight kill these two dozen kids like they didn't do anything let's right. be real <sighs> yeah it's sad but we don't even get to dwell on that no because tamlin freaks out yeah randomly and he's like get Farrah to the window by the curtains and like lucian like stands in front of her and they like glamour her so mm-hmm. she's invisible um, because someone arrives. Yeah, but it's like there was already so many people in the house. I'm like, how does like Tamlin know somebody's oh, coming? Yeah. you know what I mean. Like they have a whole house. What full did of he fairies. sense? What did he sense that he was so that he the high lord of mm-hmm. his he's in his own court. Like it's not yeah. even like he's anywhere else. Like why is he freaking out? That's mm-hmm. what I want to know. Well, we we soon know. Like <laughs> right. So the visitor, Pharaoh's met him before. The guy that saved her on Callan May. Right, which when we met him, he wasn't all that bad. No, this was a sexy individual <laughs> that saved her from potential rapists. That's pretty good. Right. Even though she was terrified of him. Like she did say that he was so scary. Right. But he was absolutely beautiful. Like But like were... his actions were not bad at the time. No. But here Mm-hmm. We find out his name. Yes. Which is Resand. Or Reese. Or Reese. Mm-hmm. They kind of like switch between both. Mm-hmm. And we find out he is High Lord of the Night Court. And Aramanthus Four. Yeah. Which we're guessing is the she that has yeah. been referred to multiple times. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's probably the she. Yeah. Um, it's just. It, but it's like crazy. It's like everybody's like scared of the high lords or like people are intimidated by them but mm-hmm. like for the high lords to be terrified of a woman like right like who is she yeah and like the fact that a high lord is her whore i'm like oh ah! like this woman's got power 
true story. Yeah. But Rhysand comes in and he's very cool. He's very cold, mm-hmm. really sarcastic. But I just, I can't help but notice how Feyre continues to describe him. Because, mm-hmm. like, at one point, she says, Rhysand laughed, a lover's laugh, low and soft and intimate. And I'm like, why are you describing him this way, Feyre? Like, you should be terrified. Like, you never talk about Tamlin that way when you were initially no. terrified of him. So why are you talking about this, like, other high lord I, that I way? I don't think she even up to now has talked about Tamlin this way. No. Like, when she looks at him, she'll call him, like, you know. Be, like, handsome and beautiful. Yeah, all those things. But, yeah, like, to describe, like, somebody's laugh that way yeah. is, like, it's very interesting. It is interesting. And clearly there's a history between the two of them. Right, because they, it somehow seems like, you know, they were, like, in war together or, yeah. like, they fought together or trained together or something like that. Yeah, so we're starting to get a, a little bit of a another view of this stranger and who he might be mm-hmm. and how that is how that impacts Tantlin. Right. And that's when and one of the other things we notice about him is how observant he is. Yes. Which I feel like I okay, I spotting a third plate at the lunch table when there's only two people, I feel like you should spot that. Like, I'm surprised Tamlin and Lucian didn't clear it yeah. off. Like, as quick as they were to, like, hide her. I was like, really? Like, a third lunch plate? I feel like there's so many people, though, like you said, at this. It could be right. anybody. That's true. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, somebody eating with them right there. Right. Um, so he sees the empty plate and asks where their guest is mm-hmm. and then realize that he's been glamored yes and he is not happy he loses his cool yes he is not a happy man he's like how dare you glamour me Ugh. i was like oh my gosh like i wasn't scared of him before but i would like the way that came off i was like oh my gosh like i just see like the chairs like rattling like everybody shaking in their boots kind of thing like yeah um, and so she becomes de-glamored, and he sees her, mm-hmm. and he goes, I remember you. It seems like you ignored my warning to stay out of trouble. Which, like, A, he thinks they're trouble? Right. I was like, um, you seem like the trouble, sir. Right. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean she hasn't been staying out of trouble? She was just enjoying lunch. You're the one who's right. trouble. Um, but also, B, it says... I, I skipped the, like, he said thing. It says, I remember you, he purred. <laughs> Not even like he said, he purred. Like, what? Interesting. Very interesting choice of words there. Well, I mean, he might have purred, but, like, why is he purring? Right. Yeah. Well, know. he clearly, that night on Callan Mai, he was intrigued by her. He was asking he, her questions. He definitely was, yeah. So maybe and it sounds like he still is, and in a way, he's kind of, I don't know, like, humoring her a little bit. He's like, I remember. You. yeah i'm like Ugh. um but it's weird because lucian claims that farah is his betrothed right like well why why are you like pretending right i would imagine saying that she's with the high lord right would make her more protected right than a random yeah um yeah i thought that was odd um and it it's like i feel like it gets intense real quick like yes Reese basically like he takes control of farah's like body and mind almost like she can't move um and he can like read her thoughts and control her body she said like with one push everything about who she is would be gone and i'm just like what first off i don't even know what that feels like like what what is somebody like stroking your mind i really don't even know what i would think that that would feel like yeah but to like know that you could be like everything about who you are Mm -hmm. gone like, you would literally be starting fresh, knowing nothing about yourself, about anybody. It's, like, terrifying. Yeah. It's that, like, that, if you want to talk about being afraid of something. Yeah. That's something worth being afraid of. Oh, for sure. For sure. And something that Reese also says in this, like, dialogue between him and the men of the Spring Court, he says, oh, she doesn't know, does she? And I'm like, what doesn't she know? What does she? What doesn't she know that you all are in on? We keep asking this over and over, I know. and it's just like, what are you keeping from her? Because well, it's, it's not just Tamlin and Lucian keeping a secret, from right? Her. He also knows, right? And that's the thing. It's like, how does everybody know? Like, they're not even in the same courts. Right. Like, they both know. So it's like, what? What's going on? Like, what are we so oblivious to? Hmm. Um. But, but yeah. So once you know. 
Reese is doing that to Farrah, like holding her mind, and Tamlin is freaking out. He right. literally gets on the ground and begs Reese, like head to his boots, like he is begging Reese to not tell Aramantha about Farah. Right before he does that, though, yeah. Reese says something else, and he goes, "If it's any consolation," and I think this is what drives him to start begging. Yeah. If it's any consolation, Rhysand confided to him, she would have been the one for you, and you might have gotten away with it. And that's when when Tamlin starts begging. But it's like, gotten away with what? Right. And why can't she still be, like, the one for you? Right. What happened? Like, literally nothing's changed. Like, why can't she be the one for him anymore? Like, what? I don't know. But, yeah, then he literally gets on the the ground Mm -hmm. and begs. And Lucian does, too. Yeah. And I'm just in awe. Like, how powerful is this Aramantha and Rhysand that Tamlin, a high lord of of the Spring Court, is begging him to not even – It's not even, like, to save Farah, to, like, protect – It's literally to not tell Aramantha about her. I'm like, what? How bad is this person that he's just petrified that she knows of her? Right. Like, it's crazy. And also, like, when we talked about the High Lords, they kind of implied it's, like, that they rule as, like, equals. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, do they actually? Because it sounds like when we think about powers, like, Tanlin has his shape-shifting powers we're seeing. And Rhysand has his mind-related powers. And they both probably have even more powers on top of that. Right. But it's like, are they all actually equal? Or is – it sounds like Tanlin is not only afraid of Amarantha, but Rhysand. Right. And of himself. Yeah. And so I'm like – is there in a weird way like some kind of like hierarchy also among the high lords in terms of power and definitely who, possible i don't know yeah random thought um but yeah either way reese doesn't like give a firm answer he's like right. maybe i will maybe i won't like whatever but yeah. basically he says like i'll see you under the mountain and i'm like where where's that is that like is that like the party spot is that like right are we digging graves like what's (laughs) what's under the mountain like why are we going there right so he also asks her name yes and she lies but she doesn't pick a random name she picks like an old like friend of a friend like another neighbor's name Mm -hmm. she says that her name is claire better Mm -hmm. and it's like reesan just kind of like takes it and he's like okay and then he leaves but i like question i'm like first off like I, I understand she's, like, terrified, so I could see, like, her wanting to protect her family and, like, all that. But I was, yeah. like, I was like, you lied. Like, I don't know if I would initially have the, like, thought yeah. of, like, lying. If somebody's like, what's your name? Uh, to me, I'm already petrified. Right. So my mind isn't thinking, let me lie. Let me protect the people I love. I'm just like, uh, Sarah. My name is Sarah. <laughs> like, so the fact that she was able to, like – Especially, like, because he was literally just in her mind. So it's, like, I feel like he would know if you lied. Like, you should be terrified of this this creature that can infiltrate your mind. And yet you still have the, like, the balls to basically yeah. lie to him about your name. Right. Which is impressive, but also surprising. Right. <laughs> I totally agree. Um, but also, when Rhysand leaves, it says that he, like, vanished into nothing. Yeah, as if he stepped through a rip in the world. I was like, is that is that a power? Is that, like, a like a night court thing right like what what is that right it's interesting it is anywho anything else for chapter 26 no that was just a that was definitely a interesting chapter like a yikes yes, <laughs> yes that it was okay chapter 27 then yes last chapter last today. chapter for this week so summary this is another in my feels chapter okay so it says, in the aftermath of Resand, emotions are running high. Tamlin and Feyre, or sorry, Tamlin tells Feyre she needs to leave for her safety, but neither party leaves the bedroom as they come to terms with what lays ahead. Hmm. I like that. I like how you summarize that. Thank you. I, I enjoy taking my time with this at, mm-hmm. at moments. Um, so chapter 27, um, first thing I notice is Tamlin's temper. Oh, Yeah. It is uh, uh, <laughs> a little, a little extreme, but I like, first off, like, yes, it's extreme, but also it's probably an adequate response to Fair what enough. just happened. Like, he's a high lord that literally just got on the ground and begged someone yeah. else. I'd be pretty pissed. Yeah. If I begged, like, 
anyone I know, like, literally got on the ground and begged them, I'd be pissed regardless of if they're, like, my equal or my lesser Mm -hmm. or whatever. And he's a high lord. He shouldn't be begging to anyone. So I get he's pissed. But, yeah, it is a very dramatic reaction, too. Yeah. It just – I, I always think it's interesting when, when people in their anger become destructive. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, me and my anger, I just, like, stew and cry, oh, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so when people are, like, raw and, like, breaking things, I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. That's... I have, like, an internal rage. I don't, yes. like, I don't take that out on anything. It's just, like, a internal, like, simmering, like, right. oh, rage. But it's yeah. such a man response. It really is. <laughs> Um, but after he calms down, mm-hmm. he comes and finds Feyre, mm-hmm. um, and they have a really sweet moment because he tells her that she he's sending her home, basically. And at one point, she asks, "Did I do something wrong?" And he goes, "You did nothing wrong. You were perfect." Aww. Oh, that's so sweet. Like, but also like. Super annoying. I'm I like, know. wait, why does she? Ha- First off, I'm like, why does she have to go home? Right. Like, I get like Reese was just there, like a possibly Aramantha could find out about her, but why does that matter? Like, right. Like all these other creatures she's encountered, like, wh- what? Why? Like, I, I still don't get it. It's like, why does she have to go home? And also, what about the treaty? Right. What about this? Like, we've literally spent the first how many chapters of this book, like, trying to get out of the treaty, only mm-hmm. to be told, like, even by the surreal, that there was no way out of the treaty. And right. then it's like, oh, okay, well, now magically he can just take on this life debt. He can just, just send you on your way. Whatever. Whatever. But I was like, the one time, like, she finally feels, like, at home and, like, loves being there. It's like, now all of a sudden you have to leave. I know. It's so sad. But also, I'm at one point because he's basically telling her it's too dangerous right and she goes i can hold my own and i'm like Feyre. oh my gosh yeah right girl come on you how cannot many how many times have we been through this like no you cannot hold your own uh, not against fairies like right but it's just this whole conversation is just heartbreaking because she's basically just like i don't understand mm-hmm. tell me i want to stay with you treaty or no treaty blight or no blight and it's like she is like choosing him like yes. so hardcore choosing him I love it. It's so different than, like, where she started. It really is. And, like, Talon, too. I mean, he's – he. you can genuinely see how much he cares about her because he's not worried about himself getting hurt yeah. or even really just, like, Farrah in herself getting hurt. But it's, like, they could use her, like, and hurt him and her. And it's, like, yes. he just doesn't – oh, I'm just, like, oh, you're so sweet. Like, you literally care about her so much that – you're just trying to protect her in any way you know how. But I'm like, I'm still just blown away the fact that he doesn't feel like he can protect one human in his own court. Yeah. Like, that's just crazy to me. Yeah. Um, And then we kind of get a little bit of connection, I feel like, to the title of mm-hmm. this book. Um, Because she's like, I suppose it'll be easier if I'm gone. Who wants someone around who's so covered in thorns? Yes. I don't know. I just noticed that, and I'm like, hmm. I know. I was like, this is definitely connecting to the cover. Connecting like, to the cover. Mm-hmm. Is she the thorn and he the rose? I don't know. Oh, good question, good question. I don't know. Um, and he's kind of promising her that it's not forever. Mm-hmm. But she goes, and though I knew it was a lie, I put around, or put my arms around his neck and kissed him. I'm just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're all kidding yourself. I know. Um, and then sexy time. Yes like good for them we just go into it like all right which you know what in a moment like that Mm -hmm. i just you don't know when you're gonna see each other again you've had such a deep connection i just mm. but it's like i feel like if you're gonna have sex with somebody generally that changes everything and it's like oh we just had sex like i'm gonna be able to stay with him like we're together and it's like no no he just came to have sex with you so he could send you on your way i was like i know and that's totally how this chapter is like it's like everything changed and yet nothing's changed you're still leaving and it's like why yeah i wonder if that was like a last ditch effort from her to try to get to stay i mean it kind of feels like it was a little bit yeah because she's like give me everything i know and he just like goes prime i don't want to say primal but primal yeah like he just you know goes full animalistic and just like yeah. And like you were you mentioned to me earlier about like the claws. Like. Oh my god. The claw <laughs> the claw deeply bothers me because here's the thing. 
I I just it, it's too dangerous. That's too dangerous during <laughs> sexy time. It's you can't control yourself well. And also like don't rip the nightgown, okay? Like that's silk, that's lace. What if she wants to wear that again? Like this No. Oh, I would be so like I understand the like animalistic portion of it, but like my husband rips some of my like nightgowns or laundries. I'm just gonna be mad. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be like, I spent good money. Yes. I'm, like I don't know. Granted, she didn't pay for any of this, but I just true. I don't trust the claw. I do not trust a claw in sexy time. <laughs> that is a personal opinion. I would be like, sir, please just keep those in, and let's go about our business. Okay. Yeah, we can do the biting, but like claws away. Yes. I- <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind an animalistic nature. We talked about that on Cal and Mine. Yes. But keep the claws away. I know. Please, sir. But Feyre clearly thought that she was going to get to stay because when he's like, you have a long journey tomorrow, she's like, tomorrow? Like, yeah, you, like, you're leaving at dawn. And yeah. so nothing's changed. I know. But, yeah, he, like, oh, it's so sweet. So she's, like, falling asleep, and she thinks that Tamlin says, I love you. Mm. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, you're literally sending her away, though. Thorns and all. Thorns and all. But it's like, why are you sending her away? You tell her that you love her. You just had sex. Like, how can you send just somebody away? No, I'm like, Farah, you have to stay. Like, but, you like, have the to danger back. must be that terrifying. Like, that's how, that, that shows how terrifying it is. He yes. is madly in love with this woman. Mm-hmm. He is a high fae with immense power even if it's been like lessened by the blight and he feels like he has to send her away like that's how dangerous the situation is it's just like devastating though i'm like your love you guys just like found each other you just fell in love and then you're sending them away possibly forever that's terrible it is terrible so we're ending on a feelsy but bummer bummer for sure um, yeah. But you know what? We still got a third of the book left. I know. So part of me thinks it's not over. It can't be. <laughs> it can't be. It can't be over. Um. All right. So that wraps up this week's. Mm-hmm. Um. Next week we're gonna do chapters twenty-eight through thirty-two. Um. And I'm not gonna give the name of that yet because it will spoil it, and I want you, <laughs> as you read it, to not be spoiled. So. We'll chat more next week. Let us know what you think. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And let us know what you think. Jump in on the conversation. We look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye-bye.